It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome in to episode number six of the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, reminding you that if you like this podcast, to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you are listening at the moment. And make sure to give us a rating, a review if you'd like to. It can be positive or negative. It's okay either way, but let us know what you think of the pod so far as we are in our sixth episode of the revamped Locked On Orioles podcast. Today it's our second edition of Minor League Monday, and today is going to start a new series we're doing, which will look at each of the Orioles' minor league affiliates, and it's really going to be mostly recapping the 2019 season, but also previewing players that could be with the team in 2020, and and specifically looking at some of the prospects that have been with these teams. We're going to talk to a lot of broadcasters and, and media people from these minor league organizations and today we start with the Aberdeen Ironbirds which will be part one of two about the Ironbirds this week as we talk to Michael Lear the radio play-by-play voice of the Aberdeen Ironbirds the short season single a affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles and Michael gave us some good insight on last season with Aberdeen and really you know what went on around the uh Addition of Adley Rutschman last year to Aberdeen. We talked a lot about that. And then some under-the-radar pitchers they had, as well as some bats there at Ripken Stadium. Again, remember the daily episodes of the Locked On Orioles podcast start this week. You can expect an episode every day, Monday through Friday, from now and throughout the season. We'll have our Minor League Mondays, we'll do some Throwback Thursdays, and we'll we'll have some mailbag episodes as well. So make sure to get in your questions. Tweet us at LockedOnOrioles or tweet me at Connor Newcomb underscore, or you can email us at LockedOnOrioles at gmail.com with those questions for an upcoming mailbag episode which uh, looks like we'll do probably Thursday or Friday of this week. So this will start the series of our minor league breakdowns. It'll be with the Aberdeen Ironbirds. And here we go, part one of two. We'll split it up into two episodes, but part one of two right here of our conversation with the radio voice of the Aberdeen Ironbirds, Michael Lear. So we welcome in Michael Lear to the Locked On Orioles podcast. Michael is the radio play-by-play voice and media relations director of the Aberdeen Ironbirds. And Michael, thanks for taking some time with us today. Hey, no problem. Happy to be here. So this will be part of our Minor League Monday series and our Minor League team breakdowns where we're going to look at the 2019 season and kind of look a bit to 2020. And we start with the Ironbirds and and at least in my personal experience, my favorite minor league stadium in the Orioles system to be at. And I kind of just want to start there, Michael, with I'm sure you've been to a good amount of other minor league stadiums, but, you know, where do you feel that Ripken Stadium kind of compares there? Because to me, it's one of my favorite places in the minors to watch baseball. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think from my end, at least, as far as the uh, the press box setup and the 
the clubhouse and all that stuff, I think it's one of, if not the best. Um, I think people always make jokes, and there's always coaches and uh, people in the, in the front office making jokes to these young players when they come in, and they're at the lowest level, quote-unquote, of the minor league system. And you, in your head, you might think that it's only going to get better from here. And, and for the Orioles, I think um, Aberdeen is, is one of, if not the best in the system, for sure. It's um, a great field. Todd Bradley does an awesome job with it. The ceilings are awesome. And, it, yeah, it doesn't really feel very minor league. It feels um, more miniature major league, I think, with a lot of the aspects of the ballpark. I, I really love um, being there. And I think that the guys who, if they have to come back for an injury rehab and they've been all around the system, they don't hate coming to Aberdeen for their rehab assignment or uh, or starting their careers there either. And this might be a little bit of a stretch, but obviously we know a lot of the guys who get picked early in the draft will will go to Aberdeen to kind of start their careers. Do you think it helps at all? You know, a lot of these guys are coming from big big college programs with with great facilities, and do you think it helps some? And instead of going to you know, a, a 50 or 60 year old minor league stadium, they get to show up to Aberdeen and kind of still feel in their element a little bit with, with facilities that nice. Yeah, I definitely think that helps. I mean, I think the Orioles, no matter what, when they, especially those, those early round guys, they want them to be happy early and, and be comfortable early. And there's quite literally nothing comfortable about minor league baseball in general, um, from bus rides to the road trips to playing every day for the first time in your life. Uh, it's a very uncomfortable thing, I think, for a lot of guys. So any way that can be easier and more, you know, I guess, similar to those bigger college programs or just similar to what you may have thought pro ball can be is nice. Uh, I think once, once if you arrive in Aberdeen, let's say you're there for a three-game homestand, um, you hop on a bus and you head up to Burlington, Vermont, I think you quickly realize that the minors aren't glamorous and not every ballpark is Ripken Stadium, but yeah, I think that does give some kind of comfort to some guys. So let's get to the Ironbirds in 2019, a, a pretty successful season, 42 and 23. Unfortunately, missed out on the playoffs by one game there at the end, but obviously, you know, in a lot of these lower league minors, it's nice to get to the playoffs, but more about the development of a lot of these young guys, especially at the short season single A level. So I, I kind of want to start with some guys who stood out last year and just in general, starting on the pitching side, you know, who who were a couple of guys that stood out? Obviously, on the hitting side, you know, when people talked to Aberdeen last year, they talked about when Adley Rutschman was there. But but on the pitching side, who who kind of stood out in 2019 in Aberdeen? Well, what I was impressed with was all of the – a lot of the 2019 draft picks, which is obviously Michael Elias' first draft class with the Orioles, all of those guys in the bullpen were awesome. Like, I, it was hard sometimes to tell apart who was coming in because pretty much everybody would come in and just go one, two, three inning, one, two, three inning. And then they'd get pulled because they were on pitch counts and, and innings limits and all that stuff. Guys like Felton Perkins and, and Kyle Martin and uh, Morgan McSweeney on the starter side. I loved watching um, really the three guys that were in the rotation all year long. I loved watching Ryan Conroy. Uh, he, he's got a splitter that is fantastic. And I know that he's working on, uh, he's working on getting, another depth pitch into his repertoire, and that was his goal for this offseason. So I'm excited to, to talk to people and, and watch him pitch wherever he is in the minors um, and see what he can what he can add to his repertoire because the splitter is so good, and, and the higher you get in the minors, it's going to be harder to use, and especially in the, at the major league level if you don't have that depth pitch. Um, Kevin McGee was awesome. I mean, 
he had a streak of scoreless innings that was ridiculous. His ERA was sub one for a while over certain stretches of the season. Um, he was really fun to watch as a starter. And then we had Leonardo Rodriguez, who was another one of our all-stars. Um, and Leo was, was awesome. He was a really energetic and fun guy to be around. And then he'd get on the mound, and he's just this big, intimidating guy um, and could really hang with anybody. It was, it was always a couple of batters into the game where he'd struggle. And then a pitching coach or a manager or even just a player would go to the mound and be like, hey, man, what are you doing? And then he'd be like, oh, well, yeah, I can do this. And then just pull through batters. Um, so our staff was, was awesome. They broke the strikeout record. They broke the ERO record for the Ironbirds. I think just the entire staff. It was very few people that, um, you know, you didn't trust or that uh, the staff couldn't trust when they came in. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Orioles is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Orioles fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listeners, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Orioles fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, and you, you talked about those guys, Conroy's over 78 innings, a 2.64 ERA. Kevin McGee, you said he had an outstanding year, 70 innings, a 2.04 ERA, and 79 strikeouts to 13 walks. And as you said, you kind of look up and down the stats from last year, and you talked about the strikeout record. I mean, everybody's got, you know, well over their, you know, even average with strikeouts, you know, compared to walks. And and it was kind of a dominant pitching performance from Aberdeen. Now, you, you talked about those – three guys and and you can even expand on one of them but you know especially at Aberdeen except for the top couple of prospects who come right out of the draft you know there's not a lot of guys who maybe are yet in that you know MLB.com top 30 or where Orioles fans are really focusing so is there anybody last year who maybe isn't on that list isn't at the top of the names for Orioles prospects that that Baltimore fans should kind of keep an eye on for the next couple years on the pitching side on the pitching side that's not on that list, I mean, I think Conroy for sure. I think he's a guy that you've got to keep an eye on. I feel like with the way that the Orioles pitching uh, pitching desires, I guess, are going and, and what they want out of their staff, I think you got to look at Conroy and wonder if he can develop a, a couple of different pitches and get his velocity up, not even that much more, but just a little bit more. I think he has a way to, to slide in. Um, and with McGee, he is so competitive that I've, I mean, I don't know what his off season has been like, but he is so competitive on the mound, off the mound, in the clubhouse, on the, on the practice field, whatever they're doing. Um, I think those two guys, and they're definitely not on really the list. I think Ryan may have been on a couple of um, New York Penn league recap lists and stuff like that. And, and it takes some time. Um, and obviously he, I mean, he came out of Elon and, and the Orioles thought a lot of him, but it'll be interesting to see how those two go as far as 
um, where they'll end up. And, and all those 2019 picks, I think they just got to figure out what they have with that. Um, just a bunch of college kids that had a lot of strikeouts in college, and then they came in and had a lot of strikeouts in Aberdeen. So we'll see how that, uh, how that changes. And obviously you never know how it's going to project, but but that's what you want to see. And and as you said, Conroy from Elon McGee, a St. John's guy, two very under-the-radar uh, college systems for developing pitchers that the Orioles now have in their system. So I want to I want to flip over to the hitters and let's just, you know, start with the elephant in the room. Aberdeen had Adley Rutschman for a solid chunk of his first pro season, 20 games, a 325 average, a 413 on base. For the number one overall pick, just even before you get to the baseball, what was kind of like the mood around the park when you guys had Adley Rutschman for 20 games? I mean, the mood started on draft day. It started on draft day when people were everywhere I went. People you could tell who works for the team, and it was, when's Adley coming? Are you guys getting Adley? Uh, when does Adley arrive? All that stuff. And then the team started to find out that we might be getting him. And then Michael Elias said he was going to go to the GCL and then to Aberdeen. And it was just excitement and figuring it all out and answering a thousand emails. Um, it was great. It was really, really fun. And, and it's rare in minor league baseball that you get something like that. Um, that feels a celebrity esque. It's usually uh, we got somebody pitching for one day only and it's going to be fun, but it's, you know, it's going to be pretty controlled and everything. And, um, just the energy around Adley when he got there was great and, and he couldn't have been better with it. And it was, it was impressive how much of a pro he was um, with all of it, with the signing autographs and the doing the media um, and just knowing what, what comes with being one overall and what's expected of him. I think he was, he was great with all that stuff and um, enjoyed it at points. And then at points just wanted to play baseball, but did what he had to do to, you know, be that person for the Orioles right now. So that was part number one of our two-part interview with the voice of the Ironbirds, Michael Lear. You will get part number two tomorrow's right there. We talked about some pitchers with him, and we got into some Adley Rutschman talk. Tomorrow we will finish with the Adley Rutschman conversation, talk about kind of the aura around him a little bit more when he was in Aberdeen, and then we'll talk about really the regime change and what Michael has seen. This will be his fourth season in 2020 with the Orioles. So he's seen the Dan Duquette regime, and now he's seeing the Mike Elias regime. And we'll talk about the starch differences that he says he has seen really even at the the short season single A level between those two organizational philosophies. So make sure to look out for that tomorrow. That's Tuesday, February 4th. If you like what you hear, you can go back to last week's episodes. Last Monday was a minor league Monday. We had Chuck Bemmel on breaking down the Orioles' third base and shortstop prospects. Last Wednesday, we took a look at the Wade LeBlanc signing. And on Friday, we had Jake Shapiro covers all things Denver sports come on to the show to talk a little bit about Pat Valeka, the infielder that the Orioles claimed again on waivers last week. So this week, again, we'll have part two with Michael Lear to talk about the Ironbirds on Tuesday. And then for the rest of the week, we have a solid slate coming up to talk Orioles here on the Locked on Orioles podcast. Dominic Catronio will join us to continue our player preview series as Catronio, the voice of the Corpus Christi Hooks, the double-A team for the Astros. We talked to him because he had Brandon Bailey 
with his squad all of last season. Of course, Bailey, the Orioles' Rule 5 draft pick in December, and there's a good chance Brandon Bailey, the right-handed pitcher, will be on the Orioles' 26-man opening day roster. So we will do our Brandon Bailey preview episode later this week. You can expect that one on Wednesday. And then later in the week, Thursday and Friday, we will have Nathan Ruiz from the Baltimore Sun come on to do our John Means preview episode and then we'll probably take some mailbag questions later in the week as well so look forward to all of that here on the locked on orioles podcast part of the locked on podcast network hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music Download the Amazon Music app today.